car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Thank you for joining me. This week's program is kind of special because we have my customers. They're going to be asking me car care questions. First on the agenda, we're going to have Maggie. She wants to know why her tires sometimes go out of balance. We'll also be talking with Rob. Rob wants to know if your brakes squeak, does that mean it's time to change out the brake pads? And of course, we'll hear from Dusty. Dusty wants to know if the AC stops blowing cold, does that mean you need a new AC system? Along with Maggie, Rob, and Dusty, we're going to be answering Sue's email. And her question is, when should she stop putting money into a high-mile vehicle? Of course, we have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, back with another economically-priced gadget for your car. And, back by popular demand, our trouble service bulletin section. Yes, we're going to be talking about steering wheel vibrations and transmission leaks. And I want to thank our sponsor, Jasper Engines. Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate-owned. I put them in my customers' cars. I've been doing this for years. I'm very happy with their three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And I know you will be too. So if you get yourself into a situation where you need an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper. has a nationwide three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. It's 100% associate-owned. So let's get on with her show, and first, let's talk to Maggie. Okay, we have Maggie with us this morning, and she has an automotive question. Why do tires go out of balance? First of all, the reason why you balance a tire is because not all tires and rims are created equal. Tires come off a production line, and on the production line, nothing's perfect, so you may have little flaws here and there. And the rims as well, the little silver part that the tires go onto, the rims, the center of the tire, and they have little flaws. So you're going to match this rim up with this tire. Well, you're going to have high and low spots, so you balance it. So you don't feel a shake while driving down the roadway from a tire and a rim that aren't 100% perfect. Tires can be balanced two ways. You can do what they call a road force, and that is where the tire is actually on the car. The car is driven over a platform. There are rollers on it, and these rollers bring the vehicle up to speed, and it will actually measure the balance of the tire. And usually when you do a road force balance, this is when you're having other issues as well, just not with it the balance of tire. It's kind of silly because there's other ways. But this is like if you're having an issue maybe with uh, an axle, you're trying to find an axle shake, uh, possibly a hub. But that's why you would do a road force balance. The second way to do it, and the most common and economical for the customer, is the high-speed computer balance, where you actually take the tire off the vehicle, you put it on a machine, and the machine spins the tires, and from there you can actually uh, find out where the high and the low spots are in the tire versus the rim. Okay, we have our readings, and now it's time to put the weights on. So we have two types. 
If we have custom rims, we normally would get a stick-on weight, so you wouldn't see the weights on the outside. We don't want to mar the effect of the fancy rim, but most vehicles have the clip-on weights, and their weights, they have this little tab on. The tab goes in between the rim and the tire, and you take a little hammer and you pound them in there. To make the long story short, that's supposed to keep them in place. Now there's various things that can disrupt this balance. After a period of time, if you were to experience an alignment issue where you'd have unusual tire wear, the tire was balanced when the tire was good. So now you have a lopsided tire, you're going to have a shake because the weight isn't really where it's supposed to be now. Another thing that could make the weights dislodge if you have a road impact um you know how snow has separated the roadways and you'll get that thump 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 every time you drive on a highway or byway and another thing too is if you have construction and you hit it just right it can pop a weight off even with normal tire wear when the tire is getting older you may have to rebalance it because there again the meat of the tire, the tread, is worn down. The weight distribution on the rim and the tire can change. So that's another reason why you may have to rebalance your tires. So that's a couple of ways that weights can fall off a wheel. And let's move on to our next question regarding air conditioning in your car. Hey, I have Rob with me today. Rob, you have an automotive question? Yeah, I was wondering, if my brakes are starting to squeak, does that mean it's time for me to change my brake pads? First of all, brakes should be checked at every tire rotation, no matter what. They're rotating them, the tires are off, they can see the brake material right there. Have them take an extra 30 seconds and take a look and let you know. Second of all, brakes can squeak, even brand new ones. There are various things that can cause this. First of all, never, ever, ever, ever spray any penetrating oil, lube, what have you, through the rim onto the brake components thinking this is going to make it stop. Please do not do this. They are not built for this. They don't need this. And it's going to cause severe problems and possibly lack of brakes. You might not be able to stop going on making that noise rust can build up in the slides in the brackets that hold the pads in place in the caliper and this can make a noise because those pads do float back and forth and you can get a little squeak out of that the quality of pad can make brake noise as well that's why you always want to have a high quality pad don't go cheap remember nobody can get hurt if you can't start your car if you cannot stop it you could get hurt or killed and it's not worth it so always go with a high quality pad if you abuse your brakes you're more prone to fast stops and hitting them at the last second well this can cause them to heat up more than normal as a matter of fact this heat can transfer over to the rotor and you can get what they call hot spots these little black dots into the rotor because it just gets so hot and this can cause noise as well and by the way when that happens you'll never get the noise out until you replace the rotor another crazy thing and people don't realize this and we've proven this if you keep your car in the garage and you keep chemicals in your garage like lawn fertilizers um pool chemicals shrub fertilizers so on and so forth this can actually create a surface rust on the rotor itself and it can make a squeak when you stop or sometimes just as you're in motion it sometimes can get to the point that it really squeaks just 
going down the roadway. A good rule of thumb is have this stuff out of the garage to begin with. You know, if it's getting on your car and then components on your car, nothing's stopping it from going underneath the door or when you open and close the door, that that environment coming into your house. I mean, that's pretty toxic. It's rusting the rotors on your car. You don't want to breathe this and you don't want to expose your family to it. So, uh, you know, get a cabinet outside if you have a shed or if you get one of those little uh, Rubbermaid containers and keep all the pool chemicals and fertilizers and pesticides in that instead. And that will actually, like I said, make the rotors squeak. It's pretty rare nowadays that Brake pads come with indicators. Some vehicles do. Uh, some actually have electronic indicators when they get low. It'll illuminate a light on your dash that says brake. Your best rule of thumb is have them checked at every rotation. When they get down to 3.30 seconds, don't tell them you want a percentage. You want it in 30 seconds of an inch. They actually have a tool that will tell you in 30 seconds of an inch how much brake material you have remaining. When it gets to the point where it's approximately 3.30 seconds, that's a good rule of thumb to get those brake pads off now. If they're coming in and the tech's telling you percentage, oh, I think you have 10% left. Well, you know, my 10% and your 10% are going to be entirely different. Uh, my 10% can be maybe 5.30 seconds, where your 10% may be 2.30 seconds. So don't run the risk. Have them give you the brake material measurement in 30 seconds of an inch, and when it gets down to 3, no less, change out that brake material. Well, moving along, let's talk to our third customer regarding ways to beat the summer heat. I have Dusty with me today, and Dusty has a car care question. If the air condition stops blowing cold, what could be wrong with it? Well, you know, it's always very, very aggravating when your AC doesn't work, especially with the summer heat that all of us have been experiencing this year. It's going to be one of two things. It's going to either be mechanical or it's going to be electrical. Mechanical, it could be the blend air door. You have these little doors underneath your dash. You may have heard them open and close when you want to have the heater on or the defrost on. You may hear a little motor. You actually may just hear the air current change. Well, sometimes those little doors get stuck. And if it gets stuck with the heater door open, you won't have AC. Trust me, that heat is going to take over, especially how hot it is outside, and it's going to be a sauna in your car. Also, on the mechanical side, there may not be enough Freon. That's 134A. It is still called Freon. DuPont still owns the patent on it. And if you don't have enough, the compressor cannot function properly, and there are little pressure sensors on there, and it will actually shut it off. So it's kind of mechanical and electrical, I guess, but not enough Freon. You have a leak somewhere, it'll shut the compressor off if there's not enough Freon in the car. Also on that note, I just want to say that no AC system is hermetically sealed, so they will seep here and there. If it's a long, long, long period of time in between you having your AC service or topped off so the compressor will start running again, this just may be from design and not an actual leak like you would have out of a seal or out of orifice that shouldn't be leaking. So don't panic if you have to top it off maybe once a year because remember in the wintertime, 
Those O-rings do shrink if you do not turn your AC on, and some of them have ambient air temps that won't allow the AC to turn on anyway. Those O-rings get dry, they shrink, you lose Freon, and you just have to regenerate it in the springtime. So now we are on the electrical portion of it. You could have popped a fuse, you could have had a relay that went bad, or the control head that turns it on and off and hot and cold and high fan, low fan itself could be malfunctioning electrically. So there's another option. But just because the AC doesn't run doesn't mean that you have to have a completely new air conditioning system in your car. Remember, these are components that consist of a compressor with a clutch, an orifice or an expansion valve, an accumulator or receiver dryer, and an evaporator core and a condenser that are connected by hoses and electrical sensors that shut the system down when there's not enough Freon. So it's it's pretty complex, and just because you had one thing replaced doesn't mean that you have to replace everything. So pay attention and be vigilant on it. Always, always, always get a second opinion if you're not sure what the tech is telling you, and ask an ASC certified technician like myself. And if you're just tuning in, this is Pam Oaks, host of Car Care for the Clueless. Today we're talking to some of my customers regarding what makes brakes squeal when your air conditioner doesn't work. Does that mean that it's completely broken? Another interesting one was, why do tires lose their wheel weights? And we have our email writer, Sue. She's coming up next, and she wants to know, when do you call it quits after pouring so much money into a car with such high mileage. And of course, we have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru. He's going to be back with another economically priced component for our car. And back by popular demand, our trouble service bulletins are back. And we are talking about steering vibration and transmission leaks. So let's answer our email question of the week. It's from Sue. Sue has a foreign car, an Asian car, and it has approximately 67,000 miles on it. She recently had to have the radiator replaced because, in her words, she says it almost blew off the car. She goes on to describe how the tank that holds the water actually separated from the core of the radiator. So that had really made a noise for her that could be unbelievably loud. I'm sure she thought the whole engine was blowing up at that point. Now it's starting to run rough. She wants to know, when does it end? Well, you know, when it comes to cars, gut feeling has a lot to do with it. I had a domestic pickup truck that went over 300,000 miles, and that's because I did the oil changes when I was supposed to. I kept on top of the maintenance, so on and so forth. But some vehicles aren't designed to go that far, even though I know that the manufacturers would like to brag upon it. You know, things come up. uh, You miss uh, scheduled maintenance here and there. Uh, Life gets in the way, and things aren't done when they're supposed to be done. And the demise of the vehicle comes a lot quicker than they expect. So she's got this Asian foreign car. She's got high miles on it. She needs a reliable car. And is it time to uh, throw in the towel? My recommendation is go back through your past bills and see how much you have actually put in this vehicle per year. And that includes insurance and gasoline if you can or do a guesstimate with gasoline. And, oh, just little stupid things like floor mats, steering wheel covers, anything that you can think of. You need to uh, add this up and, you know, divide it by the amount of time that you've had this and the amount of miles as well. 
The other thing that you have to look at is you don't want to put money into a vehicle that would be more than what the vehicle's worth. This vehicle has higher miles on it, and you don't want to sit there and put more money than what the vehicle's worth. You'll never, ever get that back out of the car. So that could be another way of looking at it. To find that golden number, call up your insurance agent. I'm sure you have a good rapport with them. And ask them if, just hypothetically, if you had to have your car replaced due to an accident, it was totaled, how much was your car actually worth that day? And that will give you a good rule of thumb. You know, of course, explain to them that you're looking at it whether you want to sell it or not, because you don't want to put more money into it than it's worth, please emphasize that, that you're not going to actually go out and do this. That should give you an idea when you should call it quits. Some people get very attached to their vehicles, and at any cost, they don't care. They're going to replace what they need to replace and try to drive it forever. That's a different type of car owner. You can't go off of that. What you're looking for is transportation, reliable transportation, and economically priced transportation. And by all means, please always get a second opinion on a high ticket item. It can't hurt you. It can only help you. And it may um, teach you a thing or two about the technician and the shop that you're using at the time. So I hope that helps, Sue. All right, we have a special treat this week. We have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, in the studio. Peter, welcome. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having me again. And Peter, what economically priced gadget do you have for our listeners this week? Well, we have a real common one that's seen all throughout the auto parts stores. The product's name is Rain-X. Oh, yes. I've used that. And it seems to work pretty good. It's... It's a relatively simple process to apply to the windshield. You just have a clean rag, and you wipe it on the windshield and let it dry, and it forms a protective barrier to let the water just bead right off the window so you don't have to use the wipers in case of just light rain. In heavy rain, you'll have to use the wipers, but the light rain, it just beads right off, and it keeps the windshield clear for you. You know, that's a very good product that you're bringing up, and I know it also keeps off dust. You know, you get in those situations, well, down here, sand, it acts like a uh, Teflon, like for your cooking pans. Right. And it just keeps the sand off the windshield when you go down to the beach. Yep, keeps the dirt off of there, keeps the water off of there, and even if you might get a little mud on there, it still protects from that as well. You just wipe it right off with the windshield wipers. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, that's another good thing that um, you're bringing this up. We put this on my parents' motorhome windshield, and it worked wonderful. Yeah, we did that a few years back just before they left, and it seemed to work real, real well. He was very happy with it, and he told us so when he came back. Mm-hmm. And always remember, it's never too early to put on a fresh set of wiper blades, and that would be the time to do it. That would definitely be the time to do it, especially now during the summer when it's hot, the rubber gets dried out real quick. It's best to do the Rain-X, get yourself a nice set of fresh wiper blades so you've got a nice clean windshield, preferably all the time. Good idea. Very, very good idea, Peter. And, you know, it's economically priced. It has function for all four season. Yes, it and does. something I really hadn't thought of using in a long time, and I think I'm going to come out and get some this weekend. 
Sounds like a good plan. I think it'll work out good for you. Especially with all the rain we've been having down here. I don't know. We've just been getting this trough and it's been raining in the afternoon and the morning and the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. And this would be perfect for it. Yep. Oh, and don't forget to mention not to put it on a hot windshield. That's true. You want to do it, apply it to the window when the windshield is cool, not when it's hot. It won't be pleasant. I mean, you could work through it. But it's so much easier doing it the easy way and not having the hot windshield than having to try to put it on there within 30 seconds yeah. before it sets up. Definitely a cool windshield will help, yes. Well, thank you, Peter. Thank you for that suggestion. And they can find this at any auto parts store, any, any box store. Any auto parts store or even the grocery store, box stores. I mean, it's... Grocery store has it? Oh, yeah. Really? It's very well, common, yeah. very very common product. It's been around for a few years, so it's very common. Oh, yes, very well known. Never paid attention to the grocery store, though. That's that's good too. So if you guys don't want to go out and you, everybody has to go to the grocery store, you can pick it up there. That's true. Well, thank you, Peter, and I look forward to uh, next week where we uh, finish up our driving season and we'll sit down and chat a little bit more in depth. All right, sounds good. Thank you again, and uh, nice seeing you in the studio. All right. Thanks for having me again. Take care. Okay. You know, that was a good idea Peter had with the Ranix. He used to use that all the time, and, you know, I just got away from it, which was stupid. And uh, I'm going to get myself a bottle this weekend. Yeah, I know it really works. And remember, though, uh, please apply it in a shaded area. Make sure that windshield is cool to the touch. Now on to our technical service bulletin section. This is backed by popular demand. And this week we have two, and the first one's going to be for steering and suspension. You feel this while you're on the highway, so approximately 55 to 70. Remember, folks, the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. They're talking about a speed vibration or a flutter, and this is going to occur in a 2007 or 2008 Avalon Camry, Camry Hybrid, or Solera vehicle. And people are complaining that they're actually feeling this flutter or a little shake or little vibration at highway speeds. They do have a fix for this. Of course, the bulletin number will be on our homepage for Car Care of the Clueless on webtalkradio.net. Please take a look at that. Contact Toyota to make sure that your car has been covered. But there is a fix for this, so uh, no need to get frustrated anymore. Again, that's for the Avalons, the Camrys, the Soleras, 2007 through 2008. Next, we have a technical service bulletin. Again, the bulletin number will appear on the homepage of Car Care for the Clueless, webtalkradio.net. GM is having a couple issues with the transmission oil seeping from a vent, and they have a fix for it. They have a new gasket assembly for it, and this goes from models from 1997 through 2009 on their passenger cars and light-duty trucks. And this is including Saturn as well. And this is for the automatic transmissions. And for the 2008-2009 models, they have a different bulletin number. We'll put those on as well. Your symptoms, you may see a little little baby spot of uh, transmission fluid on the ground. So what they're doing is they're going to put this new gasket in its place and uh, all will be well. Again, you're going to ask for the bulletin number. Again, it's going to be on our homepage. And get a hold of your dealership, and they should take care of it with no other issues for you. 
Well, that's about it for this week. I'd like to thank again my customers, Maggie, Rob, and Dusty. And of course, thank you, Sue, for emailing us with that car care question. And who can forget our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Thank you again for being in studio and talking about the Rain-X. Good idea. Hadn't thought about that in a long, long time. And also, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. 100% associate-owned with a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Nationwide, I might add, and transferable if you sell the car. Again, if you get in a situation you need an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper. This is Pam Oaks, your host of Car Care for the Clueless, and thank you again for tuning in and look forward to talking with you next week. And remember, you too can be a savvy car care consumer. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.